Alrighty, that was Mandalay with Beautiful as it appears on the Queer as Folk second season soundtrack. You are listening to Murphy's Magic, not Murphy's Magic, wow, Lavender Hill. I did not switch gears completely there. You are listening to Lavender Hill here on KZUM Lincoln, KZUM HD 89.3 on the FM or online at KZUM.org. Or perhaps you're using one of those handy dandy smarter than a calculator devices and listening to the show using your favorite mobile listening app like TuneIn or Next Radio. Or perhaps you're listening up to two weeks after original broadcast date by tuning in via the website's archives. That's kzm.org slash archives. And since this is a talk program, there's another way to listen as well, and that's through our uh, podcast channel there that you can find just by clicking there on programming podcasts and find us there on the website as well. Wow, lots of ways that you can keep caught up with Lavender Hill, as long as I actually remember to call it the right show. (laughs) Oh, it's been a week, and I guess those albino brain chiggers falling down from the sky got to me too. Oh no! Alrighty. Well, let's go ahead and get going here with what I've got lined up for you, which I'm going to try to start happy and end happy. How's that for a change, right? Okay, well, we've all heard about all these anti-trans bills over the last several months, several years, more importantly, over the last several months. Thank you, certain Republican states. Well... There's this nice little article, including this brief interview over on intomore.com. Into is a great site to find out some of the stuff that's going on that affects the marginalized and uh, transsexual, uh, trans, what's the word I'm looking for? Not transsexual. Uh, uh, Transsectional. There we go. As in intersection. But, uh, you know, transecting those intersections. Ooh, wow. Uh, I don't know what's going on this morning. But anywho, uh, some of those things that pertain to the marginalized communities here in the United States. And I'm just going to focus on that, see if I can get my tongue untwisted. Uh, the interview article is titled with hashtag letters for trans kids. Ina Freed is reminding trans kids they have a future. And it's written by Henry Jardina. Uh, and this was published on Friday the 15th, 2022. Uh, in the past few months, we've seen an alarming number of anti-trans bills pop up across the country in states like Texas, Alabama, North Carolina, Tennessee, and South Dakota. And they're not going away. What conservatives are calling a culture war is in fact just a concentrated attack on the lives of trans kids across the country. And trans adults are fighting as hard as they can to make sure kids don't have to live in a world where their existence is criminalized and under constant attack. Journalist Ina Freed has taken the call to duty one step further by launching hashtag Letters for Trans Kids, an initiative that asks adult trans folks and allies to speak to kids who are struggling to envision their future amidst a torrent of anti-trans violence and legislation. So far, Freed has received emails, videos, Instagrams, and even Tumblr posts reminding trans kids just how special they are. Uh, Into spoke to Freed over email about the importance of being there for trans kids right now and how we can help 
them see past the hate and into their bright future. So I'm just going to, it's a brief interview, so we'll just go ahead and read that for you. N2 asks, why did you start hashtag letters for trans kids and how long have you been planning on doing the project? Ina replied with, the idea first came into my head almost a year ago, but this year's wave of anti-trans legislation was kind of the last straw for me to be like, yeah, I need to do this. As a journalist, I can't really wade into the politics, but as a trans woman, I also couldn't just sit by and let trans and non-binary kids hear only the message of those who want to make their lives harder. And to ask, what's something you wish you'd been told as a kid? To which Ina Freed replied, I actually had a fair amount of support as a kid. I didn't figure out I was trans until I was 17 and in college, but I also didn't grow up knowing that being trans was something that existed. And to ask, what's something you find surprising about the younger generation of trans kids? To which she replies, well, it's not surprising, but the next generation is amazing and fierce. When they have supportive families and communities, trans and non-binary kids are thriving. To me, that is what's hardest. To know that when they have love and support and opportunity, these kids can thrive and be happy. And too many don't have that and are struggling mightily. And two also asked, what does receiving a letter from a friend, ally, elder do for kids in states where trans rights are under attack? To which she replied, a bunch of letters can't replace having access to affirming health care or being able to fully participate in sports and other activities. But hopefully these letters will help kids see that there are people who wish them well and support them on their journey. And N2 ends the uh, interview with, what's something you wish every trans could could hear right now? To which Ina Freed said, I want every kid, trans, non-binary, gender questioning, or none of the above, to know that they are loved and appreciated for who they are. It can be hard to find your place in the world, but there is a place for you, wherever you are. There's only one you, and I want you to be the best, fullest you, whoever that ends up being. If you go over to intomore.com and look for that uh, love letter, if you will, or uh, search the hashtag, uh, make sure I get that right for you, letters for trans kids, and that's the number four, uh, you'll be able to uh, find that and read some of the tweets and other uh, Instagram posts and stuff like that just to find out what some of these people are sharing with our trans and non-binary youth, our gender questioning, our non-conforming, or, you know, anybody who feels marginalized, really. Uh, And, you know, see what you might be able to add into the conversation and send your own love letter, if you will. All right, I will be sharing that link over to the uh, Facebook page for Lavender Hill as soon as I get an opportunity opportunity and we're just going to keep on going here with some other stuff that i have lined up but first let's go ahead and have a little bit more music see if i can get my brain on the right track (laughs) yeah like that's going to happen anytime soon right anywho let's have some gloria gainer with i am what i am all righty there little gloria gainer with i am what i am i think that was a very appropriate song after that uh hashtag letters for trans kids and remember that's the number four all righty well unfortunately i gotta go from some good into some bad here and this one is uh quite 
frightening to consider. Alex Bollinger writing for LGBTQNation.com. The headline reads, Right-wing TV hosts joke about murdering transgender children. This is an article from Friday, April 15th, 2022. A right-wing TV host joked about murdering transgender children as hateful rhetoric targeting transgender people, and especially children, continues to escalate. Elijah Schaefer is the host of the and this is how it is put in brackets here slightly, and this is the title, Slightly Offensive Show, on the far-right channel Blaze TV, which was founded by former Fox News host Glenn Beck. He was mocking an unnamed person who was talking about a mass genocide of trans kids in Texas, not believing that anyone would want for trans kids to stop existing. Yeah, we all have to put a trans kid in a... Drag them behind a truck, his co-host and fellow Texan Dave Landau joked. How many trans kids did you kill this week, Schaefer asked. Uh, six. They come with a toll tag, Landau joked. You told me you did three. I did four. I was trying to beat you this week, Schaefer responded. Yeah, this is scary stuff to listen to. Or read even. Uh, the Blaze ships us the better trans kids. You should really talk to them, Landau said, referring to the hosts of Louder with Crowder, and which he is one of them. I feel really cheated because I get like my Patriots supply ads and stuff. Meanwhile, you get trans kids to genocide, Schaefer replied. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not going to go any more into that because that's at least not quoting them. But according to a study published in 2020, 82% of transgender people have considered suicide and 40% have attempted suicide. 43% of transgender youth have been bullied on school property compared to 18% of cisgender youth. 29% of transgender youth have been threatened or harmed with a weapon while at school compared to 7% of cisgender youth. So jokes like this, they're not funny, guys. So knock it off, please. It is not funny, and I don't know where you get off thinking you can get away with joking about killing anyone. All righty. Well, that's not the end of the sad. Uh, Fox News called New Jersey's diversity lessons, quote-unquote, predatory grooming of kids, and the governor is reconsidering. This is another article from LGBTQNation.com. Daniel uh, Villarreal uh, posting yesterday, Saturday, April 16th, 2022. Uh, the network, uh, referring to Fox News, used a non-mandatory lesson plan on body parts to claim that teachers are attempting to sexualize our precious children. Uh, Fox News has claimed that New Jersey schools are practicing psychological torture and predatory grooming on first and second graders because of one school district's not yet Note that not yet used lesson plan on gender identity. In response, the state's Democratic Governor Phil Murphy has instructed the state's Department of Education to review all LGBTQ inclusive sex education standards, which are set to start in fall 2022, so in just a few months here. The lesson plans, included in a list of resources for Westfield Public Schools, encourage teachers to ask first graders about gender stereotypes and have second graders correctly identify at least four body parts of male and female genitals. The latter 
adolescent plan stated, quote, you might feel like you're a boy even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are girl parts. You might feel like a girl even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are boy parts. End quote. The lesson plans were developed to meet the state's revised comprehensive health and physical education curriculum, but they were offered only as resources to teachers and weren't required for use, District Superintendent Dr. Raymond Gonzalez told Fox News. However, from April 8th to the 11th, Fox News hosts and guests repeatedly mentioned the lesson plans and vilified teachers and transgender people over them, according to the Los Angeles Blade. Washington Times opinion editor Charlie Hertz said the curriculum, quote, goes beyond just predatory grooming. This goes to the point of really psychological torture of children, end quote, adding going to quote him again here. Nobody wants their children to be preyed upon by really sick, demented people like this, end quote. Oh, wow, Mr. Hurt. Are you paying attention to what you're saying? Uh, Fox News radio host Jimmy Fela uh, said the, quote, abusive lesson plans would be introducing conflict into children's lives. And Fox and Friends co-host Will Kane said the lessons were about talking to seven-year-olds about sex. No... I don't think you even read what it is that you're commenting on here, Mr. Kane. Let alone you, Mr. Fela. I think you failed at what you were doing. Fox and Friends weekend hosts Rachel Campos Duffy and Pete Higseth uh, called the lessons plans dangerous stuff, confusing, wrong, insidious, and evil. Fox report guest Ian Pryor, an anti-critical race theory activist, that's kind of tells you where we're going here, who heads the group Fight for Schools called the lessons gender ideology, attacked trans athletes and claimed the lessons, quote, could have irreversible damage for children later on, end quote. Wow. Okay. In a statement, Governor Murphy said, quote, our students receive age-appropriate and inclusive health education, which is critical for their physical, mental, and emotional development and well-being. Parents always have and always will have a say in their child's education, which includes opting their child out of any health lessons that they would rather discuss in the privacy of their own home. The governor's statement continued, Unfortunately, our learning standards have been intentionally misrepresented by some politicians seeking to divide and score political points. At the same time, we have seen a handful of sample lesson plans being circulated that have not been adopted in our school districts and do not accurately reflect the spirit of the standards, end quote. Fox News's comments come amid a wave of national legislation seeking to ban trans athletes and LGBTQ content from schools. The rhetoric comparing teachers and queer people to child molesters is encouraging violent acts on both. The article says, and I would definitely agree with that, some of you may remember some similar uh, discussion and debate here in Nebraska about uh, changing the uh, health education guidelines for the uh, public school system here in Nebraska. And that was not completely decided. And who knows how that's going to go in the very near future. But anywho, wowza. Okay. Ooh, boy. Uh, shall we move on to the next thing here before we take our break, which is just another reminder of what's going on uh, attacking our LGBTQ youth. But 
This is something good in the long run, I think. Matthew Wexler, writing for LGBTQNation.com in an article from Friday, April 15th, 2022. As states attack LGBT students, Maryland law protecting kids advances in legislature. States across the country are banning discussion of LGBTQ people in schools, but not Maryland, according to this article. The Maryland General Assembly is one step closer to codifying anti-discrimination protections for students in all grades, which will now include sexual orientation and gender identity. The legislation will put into law guidance already established by the Maryland State Department of Education. Known as HB 850, the House of Delegates passed the bill by a substantial margin of 96 to 36 on April 11th, last Monday. The legislation heads to Republican Governor Larry Hogan, who has 30 days to sign or veto the bill. If no action is taken, the bill will go into effect on July 1st. Uh, Maryland Delegate uh, Janelle Wilkins, a Democrat, one of the bill's sponsors, took to Twitter to celebrate the bill advancing, which has been five years in the making, to quote her uh, tweet there. After five years of introduction, me and uh, Senator McRae's prohibition on discrimination in schools has reached final passage. Thank you to the House leadership for making this a priority each year, as well as Free State LGBTQ uh, MSEA educators and uh, Disabrites MD for their undeterred advocacy. Naming three uh, outreach organizations and uh, education groups that uh, supported the bill. Other advocacy organizations also noted the impact and importance of the bill's passing. I'm glad we have finally secured protections for nearly all students across Maryland, said Jeremy Lamaster, executive director of Free State Justice, a legal advocacy organization for low-income LGBTQ Marylanders. There is an important message in this legislation as well, that taxpayer money should never fund those engaging in discrimination, bias, and hate. You can check out the rest of the article there on LGBTQNation.com or look for the link coming up uh, later today on the Lavender Hill Facebook page. Well, we're halfway through the show, and it's time to take a little bit of a break, followed by some music. So keep on listening here to KZUM and Lavender Hill, your communities, station and LGBTQIA SOGI resource for the community. All right, that was Petroleum Joe with I Will Stand By You, and that is the cut off of an album called Gay, Free, and Proud. Thank you, Deb, for sharing that one with me. She also shared the uh, uh, Season 2 Queers Folk album with me, so I greatly appreciate Deb's efforts to get some different music into my hands. We kind of trade back and forth now and again. All righty. Well, let's get back into some good news here for you. Hey, I kind of like this today. And this is coming from our neighbors to the south. Yes, Kansas, who hasn't always had the best reputation when it comes to LGBTQIA issues, at least not in politics. But the Kansas governor vetoed 
harmful transports ban, according to this article over on pinknews.co.uk. There's a similar article on lgbtqnation.com as well. But Pink News' article is by Maggie Baska, and this was published on Tuesday, April 16th, 2022. Governor Laura Kelly has rejected a bid by Republicans to ban trans athletes in girls and women's sports in Kansas. The Democrat vetoed Senate Bill 160 in Kansas on Friday. Um, oh, hey, I got my dates wrong. This was Tuesday the or, uh, Saturday the 16th, so yesterday. Wow, I got my dates confused. Hey, it happens, right? Anywho, on uh, Friday the 15th, uh, the Democratic governor there of Kansas vetoed Senate Bill 160 that would have banned trans students from participating in girls' and women's sports at publicly funded elementary schools through to colleges in Kansas. In a statement about her veto, Kelly argued that the trans sports ban would not only harm Kansas children and families, but also the state's ability to attract and retain business, according to KSHB. Uh, Both Republicans and Democratic governors have joined me in vetoing similar divisive bills for the same reasons. It's harmful to students and their families, and it's bad for business. We all want a fair and safe place for our kids to play and compete. However, this bill didn't come from the experts at our schools, our athletes, or the Kansas State High School Activities Association. It came from politicians trying to score political points. Kelly vetoed similar legislation that made its way to her desk last year, and Republicans fell just short of overriding her veto in the Kansas Senate. Conservative lawmakers will undoubtedly attempt to override Kelly's veto on SB 160 when the state's House and Senate are set to reconvene on the on the 25th of April. But the Associated Press reported that the measure didn't clear either the House or Senate with the two-thirds majority needed to override a veto. So it may not happen. The ACLU of Kansas thanked Kelly on Twitter for vetoing the prejudiced and harmful bill, which would have targeted trans youth in the state. This bill was was legislized bullying in the name of identity politics, and it has no place in Kansas, the ACLU of Kansas wrote in their tweet. All right, well kind of similar, but not quite similar over in uh, Missouri. So just east of there, a um, gay lawmaker destroys Republican over anti-trans bill. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is from uh, this morning. Uh, Maggie Baska, again, writing for pinknews.co.uk. So just look for that there on Pink News. But anywho, a gay politician has gone viral for passionately confronting a Republican lawmaker over a bill that would ban trans athletes from school sports. Missouri State Representative Ian Mackey, and I believe I may have talked about this in brief last week, delivered a personal and impassioned speech while the State House considered legislation that would ban trans students from participating in school sports. The Democrat recalled his experience growing up in an area that was not accepting of the LGBT community. Mackey even brought up the gay brother of Chuck Bassey, the GOP lawmaker who proposed the anti-trans amendment, and discussed how Bassey's brother was afraid to come out to the family. Your brother wanted to tell you he was gay, didn't he, Mackey asked. Um, 
I would have been afraid to tell you too, Mackie declared. I would have been afraid to tell you too because of stuff like this, because this is what you're focused on. This is the legislation you want to put forward. This is what it consumes your time. The gay lawmaker admitted that he was once afraid of people like you growing up, uh, referring to uh, Bassey. Uh, in Hickory County, Missouri, he added that he even grew up in a school district that would vote to enact the trans ban. Um, Mackey said that he had known nice people like his Republican counterpart, <clears throat> pardon me, who pushed legislation attacking the LGBT plus community as a child and was thankful he was able to make it out as an adult. He went on to say, thank God I made it out. I think every day of the kids who are still there who haven't made it out, who haven't escaped from this kind of bigotry. Gentlemen, I'm not afraid of you anymore because you're going to lose. You may win this today, but you're going to lose. Uh, footage of Mackey's remarks has gone viral across social media and several people on Twitter sharing the gay politician's powerful speech. So if you've missed out on that, you can find it online, that's for sure. I will be including the link to this article on our Lavender Hill page over on Facebook. Well, before I get ready to wrap things up for you, I've got another song I would like to play. Uh, this one by Marvin Gaye. Um, Soon I'll Be Loving You Again is what we're going to listen to, and we'll be back after that. All righty there, little Marvin Gaye. Let's get some love crooning going on there, right? That was with uh, his song, Soon I'll Be Loving You Again. <coughs> Pardon me. All righty. Well, a couple of more things I want to cover before I get ready to hand things over to Deb and Twyla with the Women's Show. They're going to be doing their chick chat today after interviewing uh, Caitlin Butts. Uh, on the Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond and Beyond's uh, series here for you on KZUM. Anywho, uh, this is something that makes me kind of do a little fanboy squee. Uh, the BBC announces a very gay, very trans Doctor Who spinoff series written by trans uh, screenwriter Juno Dawson. Uh, Doctor Who is launching a spin-off of drama pod of uh, drama podcast penned by trans author Juno Dawson and starring trans activist Charlie Craggs. Doctor Who Redacted is a 10-part series set to premiere on BBC Sound on April 17th, so tonight, uh, which promises to deliver action-packed adventures that have been left from the sci-fi TV series. Uh, listeners will be introduced to a range of characters, including Cleo Proctor, who will be voiced by trans activist and author Charlie Craggs in her first acting role. Craggs said of the role, there are no words to express how huge it is and how grateful I am being a trans actress playing the lead role in something so special. But more so how significant the fact that my character is trans and the lead role, too. This is a huge step for the trans community, and I'm so honored to be part of this moment. The audio drama promises to explore the relationships between ordinary people unknowingly immersed in the Doctor Who universe. Producer Ella Watts teased that it will be very gay, very trans. Other characters include Abby McPhail, uh, voiced by Lois uh, Chmimba. And Shauna Thompson, voiced by Holly Quinn Ankara, uh, alongside some familiar voices, including the Doctor, Jodie Whittaker, uh, Ronnie Chandra, Kate Stewart, Petronella Osgood, and Madame Vastra as characters. 
Whitaker has filmed her last episode as the Doctor, said this uh, set of starring in Doctor Who Redacted. It was absolutely brilliant. I loved meeting Charlie and Juno. Their energy is ace. The writing is brilliant. It was wonderful to be a part of and great for me to revisit the character. All righty. Well, you Doctor Who fans out there, there's something for you to keep your ears open for. I'm definitely going to be looking for that one myself. Uh, and... Hopefully, it'll be just as enjoyable as it sounds. All righty. Well, it sounds like uh, Deb or Twyla's pulling up there in the parking lot, running a little bit behind schedule they are, but that's quite all right. Uh, I've got plenty of more to take care of here for you. The uh, you know, We are moving quicker than you may realize into uh, Pride season. Uh, and uh, if you go to starcitypride.org, you'll see a countdown there uh, from that link. 61 days, four hours, and some odd minutes to go till uh, the June 17th and 18th, 2022 Star City Pride kicks off. And if you go to that link, you can find out how you can get involved. There's uh, options there to enter into the site, or you can make a donation if you so desire. Either way, it sounds like a lot of fun. And I hope they had some fun last night with their volleyball tournament, Play It With Pride. I don't have a whole lot of information on that other than to say that it sounds like it was a whole lot of fun. And yes, the ladies have arrived here. <laughs> There's some stuff coming up with the uh, the Pride events for you. And I'm going to be talking with some of the hosts there for uh, the event uh, as we get closer and closer to that date. And oh, so special. Coming up right around that is also going to be an interview with Dr. Uh, Lauren Olson, who is the author of uh, No More Neckties. His memoirs about growing up, living his life, and coming out older uh, later in his life as an openly gay man. He talks very frankly in his memoirs there. It's a series of uh, essays. Very well put together, I think. I uh, had the opportunity to read a, uh, a galley copy of it back in December. I believe I actually finished it up while I was recovering from surgery. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good read, and I'm looking forward to visiting with him. It's going to be a recorded interview when that happens, but, hey, I'll have some more details for you as we get closer. And he's going to be uh, doing a guest appearance uh, the weekend after his interview. Uh, at uh, locally owned Indigo Bridge. So we'll definitely be talking about that as we get closer to the date. And, well, hey, next week is Earth Day. So, you know, keep yourself uh, aware of what's going on around you. Uh, KZM and several other nonprofits are involved in an Earth Day celebration next Saturday. We've talked a little bit about that with some of the uh, PSAs we've been sharing with you. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm hoping to continue to give you good news, along with some of the bad, of course. Uh, as the year progresses here with Lavender Hill, I want to be able to share more of what's going on that might make you actually want to smile instead of get up on your soapbox. But, hey, make a stand when you need to because, well, I will stand by you, as Petroleum Gel said in their song. Uh, so... 
Let's make everything beautiful, as Mandalay said as well in theirs. I'm going to be getting ready to hand things over to Deb Anderson with the women's show. She's uh, got Twyla Twang here, uh, who's going to be doing an interview with Caitlin Butts. And afterwards, there is going to be a little bit of chick-chat going on, as it is the third Sunday of the month. So they're going to share some of the new music that's come their way. And as Twyla says, with a little chat on the side. I'm not going to be able to get that twang in there at a sudden thrust, but I know she'll be getting that going for you here in just a little bit. But, um, yeah, thank you all for tuning in to Lavender Hill. It's been fun today. I'm glad I had some good news to share along with some of the bad there. And I hope to, like I said, continue to have more good news to share with you as well. Let's go out with some Indigo Girls for you today, something you haven't heard from me for some strange reason. I didn't even have any of their music in my library. I don't know what was wrong there. Yes, uh, no, you can't take my gay card away from me, but... Uh, but uh, Deb encouraged me to uh, acquire some Indigo Girls, so I did that. Uh, we are going to hear uh, Southland in the springtime from uh, them as we hand things over to Deb. And she's she's shaking her head at the computer. I'll find out why she's shaking her head after I get the music going for you. I'll catch you next week here on Lavender Hill. Enjoy this spring as it starts to be weird out there. Did the albino brain trigger stop? I don't know. We'll find out.